And all of a sudden, Stanley in the back raises up his hand, super high. Man, a guy is so long, he almost hit the ceiling. You know, raises up his hand. He <laughs> says, how about you, Stanley? We could buy him a donkey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a good one. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Then are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. We're here to help your life be happier. What's up, Happy Lifers? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Actually, Tony's office again. We're on location because we just finished five of the most powerful, amazing, funny, motivational weeks of uh, that you can experience really. Camp Daniel is so amazing and yet but we are tired. Two words, tired. <laughs> That's what we are. We are tired. In fact, we brought over a lot of uh, you know, the, a lot of the interns that they, they're not finished with the program yet. So they come over with us from the old campground, and then we have to transfer all the stuff back to the new campground that we're working on and um, put everything away. So they're here for a couple days afterwards, and it was like a triage around here. <laughs> they are just laid out all over the campground, all over the place. I, I walked upstairs twice yesterday, and both times it was the same thing. I mean, it was like zombies on the couch. I said, oh, this is where the party is at. I didn't get a response. The crickets weren't even making any noise. We've always said that it takes uh, an hour of nap for every day of camp to recover. Seriously, it's like you gotta you wake up just so you can take another nap yeah. in, in a little bit. <laughs> Funny thing, I feel totally revived and refreshed, but my daughter came in a couple hours ago, and she said, your eyes look like they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it could be because she asked you a question, and you sat there for like 45 seconds and didn't say a word to her. <laughs> Yeah, when I when I'm done with camp, I feel I'm physically exhausted, but I'm emotionally, spiritually. I mean, yeah, every kind of exhaustion there is. That's what I feel. Yeah, and I it's strange for me because oftentimes when I get really emotionally drained, um, I also have a a, a real negative downer um, uh, feeling to me. But I feel really up. Yeah, and when I feel up, I'm like, oh, I must be okay then. You know, I must right. not be tired. But then something will happen that later that day, and I'll realize, wait a minute, <laughs> I shouldn't be this tired from right. this. And I just, it doesn't take anything for me to just to get weary and, and tired right now because we're just, we're not, man, we put out a lot for five weeks. Right. I mean, that's a test every year. It is. And then there's, it takes at least a week to decompress from, you know, we're, we're in a different culture than we all typically live in. You know, we're among people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, and then we're at in a camp setting. And it's like we've been on a five-week mission trip, and it takes time to readjust to yeah. the rest of the world again. <laughs> well, it shouldn't surprise us because, I mean, if, you, if you've ever been to Camp Daniel, we've got a bunch of new subscribers now from Camp Daniel. We've been telling about the podcast, so I thought it'd be kind of cool to do a summary of a lot of the stories. Right. And for those that didn't get to go to Camp Daniel, you didn't get to go to all five weeks, obviously. Most people come for a week, and, and some people come for a few more because they're able to pull that off. But, um, you know, it's so powerful that we shouldn't expect – when we get so do we dive into the spirit realm or the physical realm when anything that powerful happens especially when you're dealing with 
spiritual things. Man, the spiritual world is way bigger. I don't want to get all weird on people here, but <laughs> there's a spiritual world as well as a physical world. And I, I believe the spiritual world obviously is, is way bigger. And so you start delving into that baby, you know, and we saw a lot of cool things yeah. happen. Yeah, like it's, I think there's something, there's almost something tiring about being involved in the life changing stuff that happens. People go from being one way to just utterly changing to something else and to be witness to that and be part of that. I think it pulls something out of each of us that are part of it. And so that alone is there's, there's a drain from that. Yeah. It's a beautiful drain, but yeah, it's, it is. but it's a drain. And it's kind of cool how it pulls different things out of different parts of us to make this beautiful picture, this beautiful puzzle. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty amazing thing. Some of my favorite quotes at Camp Daniel. The first one is, is when we brought in one of our counselors dressed up like Jesus. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you know, he would say he wanted to be like Jesus. So he dressed up and tried to be like Jesus. But two of my favorite quotes came from that. One of them was uh, when the speaker that morning said, so what are some ways that we could make God look good? What are some ways that we could give glory to Jesus, do you think? And everyone started saying things, be nice to each other, praise him. Some of the typical Bible answers, right? I love Camp Daniel because they don't have typical answers. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Stanley in the back raises up his hand, super high. Man, that guy is so long, he almost hit the ceiling. You know, raises up his hand. And he says, how about you, Stanley? We could buy him a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. The second one that came from that is as we're leaving the, the chapel, Dale got so excited. I mean, his his hands are shaking, his voice is shaking, his whole upper body is shaking, right? And he goes, Steve, Steve-o, Steve-o, it actually worked. It worked. And I'm like, what is he talking about? Then it dawned on me. He, <laughs> he thought that Jesus in the flesh showed up at Camp Daniel. <laughs> But Jesus definitely shows up uh, at Camp Daniel. There's no doubt about it. Um, I had one of my favorite quotes. We did a concert on the last day of camp in the morning, actually, and James Koshner would come up. He's a guy that writes a lot of our music for us. If you listen to this podcast much, you'll hear a lot of James Koshner stuff on there. You should check him out, jamescoshen.com, Koshen with a K-O-C-I-A-N. But it was such a powerful, I mean, I'm crying way too much for 9.30 in the morning, you know, but it was so powerful. And and he starts singing, Yes, Jesus Loves Me, and these campers sing, and it's a kid song, right? I grew up singing that song, but when they sing it, there's nothing like when Camp Daniel sings. And then he did it in sign language. No one's saying anything. They just did sign language. And I had a counselor come up to me afterwards, and she just gave me a big old hug and tears in her eyes, and she said, I was able to sing that and mean it for the first time. Mm. Wow. That's a powerful one. Yeah. Another moment in chapel is uh, one of the weeks during worship, we kind of did that thing where we sang, Oh, How I Love Jesus. And then oh, yeah. we let people just kind of shout out something to insert in there as the words to the song. And there was a camper who had, was probably in her 40s and has Down syndrome. And she ran up to the front and grabbed the mic and said, I want to thank God that he gave me Down syndrome. So then we sang, uh, you know, thank you, God, for my Down syndrome. It was a beautiful, beautiful. So then all the campers, there's probably 15 campers that had Down syndrome that gathered in the front to sing that together. And that was, oh, I'll never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget that either. And then on top of that, just the beautiful moment in that, then it reaches back to the last few years where we've really pressed on this message to be yourself and to be you. 
which has been it's you know it's kind of the basis for all we do at Camp Daniel, and um, we knew then that the last two years was impacting it. It worked, and it you know happened, and we talk a, a lot about that at Camp Daniel. That you know God doesn't make mistakes. God's got a plan. God knows what He's doing. Um, disability is not a mistake, and uh, I have sin in my life, right. and so God is punishing me or disciplining me. Uh, remember the the first night of camp, one of the weeks where. I came in in my lime green polyester suit, right? And uh, they wanted me to speak. And I came in and said, I don't want to speak because nobody listens to me. You know, some of our campers, that's how they feel. I mean, no one ever asked their opinion. When we do small groups, man, sometimes they'll stare at you like, you want to know my opinion? I mean, right. you, wanna, you want me to talk? And sometimes it takes them a day or two before they can realize that they can actually talk freely. But a lot of them don't get asked their opinion. Right. You know, and think about how vital that is for every one of us. So I was kind of like, you know, I was speaking their heart really just saying but i was also real i wasn't faking it either you know i'm you know people don't want to listen to me i'm different i'm strange i told them i used to be guys speaking in camps and retreats all the time and now i don't get invited back a lot of places a lot of people don't ask me to speak you guys don't want to listen to me and all of a sudden drew stands up man and comes to the front and when drew speaks it's kind of difficult to understand Drew. Right. that didn't stop him at all Oh, man, Steve, you listen to me. Steve-O, <laughs> listen to me. He started getting the crowd to chant, Steve-O, Steve-O, Steve-O. And, and he was pointing his finger at me like a mom who loves her child, who was telling her child, stop being so hard on yourself. He kept saying, you stop it, Steve. We love you for who you are. Be you, he kept saying. Be you, you know. And, and he went on for 15 minutes. He preached the whole message. We didn't have to say hardly anything after that because he said it all. The fact that he would stand up. I remember the, the other week when we did something similar to that. Every every camp was different because we would do different stuff depending on the campers. But right. remember when I walked off in the back room, just my feelings were hurt by Georgie the puppet. And uh, <laughs> and uh, boy, I tell you what, man, those campers, they were following me back. They had if counselors stopped them, they're following me in the back room to tell me, "Don't you leave, Steve? We love you." We, I mean, at one point, you know, uh, Georgie the puppet, who is wanting to get on this podcast, and I, I'm still a little hesitant on that. But Georgie the puppet was trying to get the whole camp to say, "Should I be on Happy Steve Tony's podcast?" <laughs> so, um, but Georgie got nervous because the crowd was actually. Well, we thought we were starting a revolt there. Now. They did because, like, don't you make fun of Steve-O. It was just so cool to see the type of love. Yeah. Yeah. I went to bed that night just crying and thankful and in awe of right. what happened. Yeah. I loved how God just used these campers and just took over. It was neat. And then I think the theme this year was our theme was listen. And so we talked about that God listens to us and we listen to Jesus. And through that, we become friends with Jesus or we become more like Jesus. Yeah. It kind of changed through the weeks. But that real base message of listening to God and God listening to us in that conversation or that relationship. Uh, it, was, it was a hard concept to start the week with, but I think every week in a different way, campers and counselors alike really receive that message in a, in a cool way. That they could listen to Jesus. Right. Man, I remember the one small group that we actually did together. Right. And uh, we took one minute because we had seen the – you know, Mr. Rogers. Right. So that's a whole other podcast we got to do something <laughs> yeah, on. That true. movie, that not the show, the movie we saw, but great movie. Uh, but he would actually, on, on national television, live television, he would, on you know PBS, he would take a minute to show kids how long a minute is. They'd be silent for a minute. That was just unheard of. <laughs> yeah. And today you would never do that on TV, you know. But we did it in our small groups. And 
I believe you said, my guess is we're going to last like 18 seconds or something <laughs> like that. And they were silent for the whole minute. Yeah. Just listening to Jesus. Yeah. And um, when we got done with that minute, all of a sudden everything changed. These a lot of these campers that were very quiet in the small groups started to talk. Right. God had spoken to them. They started hearing God speak to them through feelings, through thoughts, through different stuff. And they just started chatting away like you couldn't – they couldn't wait to talk about what they had just – and that isn't why we did the minute, minute right. thing. But God had spoken so much to them that yeah, – It was you know, cool. Yeah. We had uh, – um the, this last week in, our, in the small group I was in, I had two campers who are very – talkative <laughs> and uh they were trying to kind of outdo each other as to who was going to have the most profound thing to say in our small group and so adam was one of them and he kept doing this quote by yoda i had to look it up because I, I can't ever remember what it is i like star wars but uh, not to that extent yeah not to the extent that he likes it because he's quoting it all the time and he said try not do not or do there is no try something apparently yoda had said do not or do yeah, that's there exactly, is no yeah. try <laughs> That's what he was doing in that voice. And I, I was just getting irritated with him, to be honest. So from Thursday morning small group till Friday afternoon, he probably had repeated it six times, I think, to uh -huh. me. And I just wouldn't get it. And I wasn't – it wasn't until I pulled away and we were having our final chapel service and I, the quote – you know, that voice and that quote come, coming at me. Try not. Do. Or do not. There is no try. He was trying to tell me something, and I just wasn't listening. And I think, I believe, for me, it was you know he was speaking for God. And um, the last night we have a, a council meeting where everybody comes in and talks, and we call on different people. And the thing that I hate to hear the most is that people are they want to figure they they're afraid to go out into the real world, and that right. when they go back to the real world, and right. I've I've never liked that concept that I you know I always feel like this is the real world and. If we can take the real from this out into the world, we can change the world. Yeah. And uh, um, but th that quote again just started ringing in my ears that Adam kept slamming on me. Do or do not. There is no try. And what's what's different about being at Camp Daniel or maybe any given camp? I don't know because there's always a camp high that you know we've talked about before. Right. But it's that. You know, in the world outside of the camp world, often I will work hard at not doing things. And I, um, it when we're at camp, there's there's an it's it's easy to love. Like love is just and that's it's the truth. everywhere. Oh it's all goodness. around. Well, so there's some of the most loving people I've ever right. been around. Exactly. Yeah, you bring in people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. It's crazy. And then people to, that are there to serve. On top of that, something happens that's yeah. it almost feels magical in the midst of it, but. For us who are there all five weeks, it just becomes kind of the norm. And, and it's what happened in the New Testament, honestly. Right, it's, exactly. That's why the, new, the people became believers left right. and right, because that's yeah. what happened. It was Camp Daniel. Yeah. That's what the New Testament is. Exactly. And there's honestly, when I started reminiscing about the summer, I don't ever try to love anybody. It just It's so natural, yeah. and that's the aim. Every And we talk about it over and over. Everything we do, if we're going to go fishing with our camp, or it's to show them love, if we're going to... You know, help them get ready in the morning for the day. It's it's to show them love, and it's and we're receiving love the whole time. So there's never a we don't try to show love. We just we just yeah. love, and that's always at the forefront. And we don't in the in the world outside of there. I often try. I stop myself from being not loving very often. Somebody's on the highway and driving a certain way. Somebody <laughs> in a grocery store gets in front of you, or 
I start thinking about all those things that I'm always trying not to be angry, trying to, to, to not unleash on somebody. And I don't ever do that at camp and it baffles me at times, but when love is around in that, you know, in, in such just saturating, overwhelming ways, it, it becomes a natural just to be loving. And so there is no try in that. And, yeah. uh, really the, the quote really made me think. And then on top of that, that here I have a, a camper who's trying to tell me something and yeah. I just will not listen yeah. to him. And he never gave up. Yeah. You know, Jesus never gives up. He always got a message to get across. That's what that reminded me of because it happens over and over at Camp Danny where where they might repeat a mantra or they might be silly a lot to me because I like to tease a lot of them. But we tend to pass them off because they have an intellectual disability or they can't speak really well or whatever the case may be. But I'm telling you over and over and over again, I found out God is trying to speak through them. And we just kind of blow it off like, well, that's just so-and-so. Like right. one of the guys in our small group, Glenn, he answers every question basically the same. Um, you know, you ask Glenn, but you know, we believe that everybody has a voice. And right. so regularly when I lead small groups, it's always like, we're trying to stay on task and we're trying to get to a certain point. But at camp, I, I just realized that, you know, at one point I gave that up and said, wait a minute, this isn't about us staying on task. Who says the direction we're supposed to go right. or God wants it to go? The point is they need to talk. Yep. They need to speak and their, their voice is important. And so we always ask Glenn, even though we know he's going to say, um, God, church, Jesus, God, church, Jesus. But that was him speaking, yeah. you know. But one time we talked, we went around the group and said, so how do you hear God, you know? And he said, faith, <laughs> church, Jesus. You know, and you're like, okay, there he goes with his three answer again. I went, I went wait a minute. All the other times, he's, he never mentioned faith. It was always God, church, Jesus. Right. But And I went, wait a minute. In fact, that happened to you in one of the small groups, too, where someone, oh, one of our campers always says good night, Irene. Yeah. He doesn't speak much, but he's got several phrases right. like that, right? Yeah. And you were concerned about something about Camp Daniel and we about the faith and, and building this next building that's going up that I'm we're out here looking at it out here and pretty incredible, right? But God spoke to you through him because we yeah. asked him what he thought. Remember we said, Okay, let's listen to God and see if there's anything he'd like to tell Tony. And all of a sudden he goes, Good night, Irene. You know, yeah. what did that mean to you? Oh, it meant a lot. I mean, I've the summer has been we're building our final building, and we've had we need to have almost a million dollars to finish the camp, which I can't even wrap my head around a million dollars, what that right. means. And so we're, you know, quite a few thousand dollars, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars short. Yeah. And the bills come and due because the steel workers have been here all summer putting that up. So in about a week and a half, we have to pay this. Bill, we were still about $121,000 short as of uh, the third week of camp, which is two weeks ago, and uh, and it was starting to really weigh on me. I was starting to get worried. And, and you had to meet with the guys yeah, that the, day. Yeah, that day, the, the, right the, after our small yeah, group. The um, general contractor was coming out to meet with us and talk over some things, and I knew we don't have any money, and you know, but I'm kind of waiting in faith, but I'm struggling to have any faith. Yeah. You know, each time we build something here, the, the it gets bigger and bigger, and the zeros add on to the end of the whatever thousand. And, uh, and they're really only zeros, though. Yeah, really, in the end. Really, but yeah. sometimes in the midst of it, you can you get feel... you can get just you know you get t- you're tired and you get yeah feel and you tr- want to take it in your own hands, and yeah. that's exactly what I was feeling. You know, as as that as we went into that small group, and I don't remember what we were talking about, but in the end, it was that I'm worried about 
this happening and I'm worried about losing the last 22 years of construction and building and all that God has done by not being able to pay this bill. And So pause right there. Yeah. So at that moment, someone comes in there and says, oh, good night, Irene. I went, okay, well, whatever. I really need an answer. But that didn't mean that to you because no. you've learned we've got to look at things from different angles, right? So go ahead. Well, did, what, as soon as he said that, what just overwhelmed me, I was overwhelmed with the feeling like it's finished. It's over. The day's over. There's nothing to worry about. Good night, you know, good night, Irene. That's it's what all we say. over. That's what that phrase is all about. Yeah. Good night, Irene. I yeah. mean, it ain't over till the fat lady sings right. kind of a concept. It's like, good night, Irene. It's and then we went around, kind of went around the circle and almost every other camper and counselor kind of had the same thing to say along those same lines. And it just, and we had the meeting and it went great. And in the last two weeks of camp, $121,500 wow. has been donated and we needed 121000 Good night, Irene. Which is crazy because the most we've ever had up to that point was, what, 10 years ago or so, and that was 50000 $50, $50, is the biggest gift we've ever had. But the next gift down for 50000 is like 20000 right? The biggest ever. Ever. But so, throughout this, we had raised $450,000 and never had a gift over 10000 I believe. So 120000 for a lot of organizations and fundraisers might not seem like a big right. deal, but for for here? Gigantic. Yeah. And Mark was right. He was hearing right from God. Yeah. And I missed it. God was speaking to you, but I missed it because in my mind I thought, well, Mark's just doing all his phrases. Yeah. And I think God speaks to us a lot and we kind of miss it. Yeah. We had this two weeks ago, we had an, um, a camper who really likes movies and he could sing every song from every movie. And he happened to be wearing a uh, um, the cowboy from uh, Toy Story. Woody. Woody. Yeah. Woody, uh, Woody's Toy. shirt. Yeah. And uh, we started our small group. Well, he was already talking under his breath as we started. And he kept saying, partner, partner, partner. And he must have said it 50 times. I just sat there and was just watching him, trying to figure out, is he saying Meanwhile, something? Meanwhile, the small group is going on around him. Yeah, it's kind of going around. Saying, he keeps saying partner. it. So then it just kind of came over me. Partner. We're supposed to partner with each other. It kind of led us down the road of being friends. And uh, and that kind of was the theme. We had four different small groups, and all four small groups at the same time, all groups were talking about being friends, not knowing yeah. that other groups were. And so then we went to chapel that night, and we opened up chapel singing You Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. Yeah, That was a beautiful moment. I'll never forget that. Talking about how this should be a worship song. Right. Yeah. That's what God says to us, you know, and that's what we should be saying to God. And yeah. That came out of listen. It was if we listen to God and God listens to us, then we could become friends with Jesus. And the whole week was about friendship and what that can mean outside of the walls of camp. So that was exciting. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, we had a counselor, uh, and I won't say her name, uh, but we had a counselor who struggles with bipolar and a whole bunch of other issues. So here's someone that struggles with a bipolar disability coming to counsel somebody else with disabilities and. I mean, Tony, we watch her and her husband, who also has some things that he's working through in life, right? right? Yeah. And watch them every year come up and how difficult it is for them. And yeah. yet they they fight through it and they just, well, she got a migraine, a debilitating migraine. Right. You know, I asked her on a scale of 1 to 10 how much it hurt. She said an 11. And she said, it, it started on the top of my head, moved down my, my jawline, said my teeth were hurting, mm-hmm. you know. And here she is laying in this... You know, the campground we're renting isn't the highest of quality campgrounds, <laughs> which is why we got to get into Camp Daniel. We are so close. Um, but so she's laying on this thin bed made for a junior high camper, you know, yeah. 
um, and she has no Wi-Fi. She has no, no cell service. She can't do anything on her phone. She can only lay there, and it hit her right after breakfast, and it stayed with her right before more evening chapel. So all day long, light heard it, noise heard it, and camp is happening right outside her cabin. And she said, she said, but no, Steve, it was good. And I was like, what? <laughs> she said, I listened to God. I've had years of conversations with her, and so have you. Right. You know, and oftentimes that's how they get through the week is they got to talk through because they're struggling with all these this stuff that's going on um, inside their brains and their heart, and and uh, and and so. But she said, "But I've I've never felt peace like this before." Hmm. And I was like, "So you had a migraine all day, but you feel at peace?" And she says, "Yeah," almost in tears because her mind is always going and there's so many negative things that want to try to attack her mind. Right. And yet because she spent all day in a migraine, but she was listening to God. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah. So we deal a lot with, we have a lot of, we have campers who become counselors that have differing disabilities or they become workers or different parts of staff. And uh, we have counselors who come who, deal with depression and bipolar and, you know, different mental health issues. Um, I think one thing about Camp Daniel, it's our, one of our base concepts is, is the body isn't full unless everybody's present. And so it's an, it's an opportunity for people of every level, ability, disability, it doesn't even matter, whatever it is, everybody can participate in some way and they're loved and they're cared for. And, um, you know, we don't, we, I, I feel like the people that come are the best of the best. Um, but we all deal with whatever we deal with on a daily basis together. And that's what makes it work. And, um, we had a, one of the weeks we had a, a few people that were dealing with some life issues and depression and just different things going on. And, um, I was starting to get fatigued and tired and there was a conversation going on in the dining hall kind of late you know, after the campers had gone to bed and Steve was there and a few others and I just had enough. I had to go to bed. I was tired out and I sent Steve a text and it and these people were hurting people and so I sent Steve a text that night that said, uh, hurt people, hurt people, because we say that a lot at Camp Daniel and uh rejected people reject people and devalue people, devalue people. And then I wrote another text that said the wheels on the bus go round and round because <laughs> I was tired of those three things. Right. And, we deal uh, with it so much we do, in life, yeah. period, not just yeah, camp. Yeah, all the time. Which is why important why we have to embrace being content with being who we are exactly. because then we don't devalue people. Right. Then we don't reject people. We don't re-hurt people as much yep. because we're no longer yep. feel those things ourselves. And those three things, I think, are the basis for a lot of our unhappiness in life Agreed. in general. And Agreed. So as I laid in my bunk the last night and started thinking about the concept in reverse and, you know, I think that loved people love people mm. and accepted people accepted accept people that's good and uh and i think that's what works in a in our camp setting that you know it's a community where people love each other and and you can't you can't put out love without getting love back right um and then most people are scared of that that they think that they don't trust that when they put out love that they're going to get hurt back and you know, I don't think that that rarely ever happens. And I, I think God is always about that. If you put love out there in some way, somehow, at some point in time, it's going to come back 
right. maybe in another form, but it will always come back, and the wheels on that bus go round and round, yeah. maybe even a little faster That's than the good. other other bus. That's so. good, and it keeps picking up passengers. Right, exactly. There you go. Keeps so you got to hop on that bus, man, because it makes right. stops every day by yeah. your house. Says, come on, get on this bus. Yeah, you know, and but there's something about when your disabilities are so you can't hide them. You can't hide behind. A lot of us can hide behind our disabilities, right? But at camp, when we can't hide our disabilities, we don't care who anybody's disability is. I mean, at Camp Daniel, they're very accepting because they know how they need to be accepted. Right. And I think if we just became real with our weaknesses and our brokenness, we wouldn't be so hard on other people's weaknesses and brokenness right. too. And so there's something cool about seeing it happen, you know, in real life. Yeah. But I love that image. Love people, love people. Right. And valued people, value people, you know. And content people make other people content. Right. I mean, and the wheels on that bus keep going round and round, yeah. too. So there's always a positive for every negative that's out there. That's there's right. always, and it depends on where we want to focus on. So when that bus comes by you, and it's coming by you right now, so you are valuable. And we honor you. And you are an amazing human being. And, yes, you have weaknesses and you have disabilities like we all do. Right. But start loving people and uh, start valuing people. And sooner or later, that's going to come back on you. That's what the happy bus is. It is the happy bus. Wow, I think we just got something there. (laughs) The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round, all through the town. D-Base.